personal take on it. Well, it turns out Nancy Pelosi wants to um, extend the age to own a nail gun to 21. Mm -hmm. So that's exciting. That should be taken care of. Um, there's some Republican support for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking. I don't There should never be a situation in where you think you alone can solve the problem by shooting at law enforcement. No. I just want to say that. Like, there's no way you're going to solve the problem by attempting that. Look, well, not especially going on the offensive. Like that's you're going on the offensive. Like, right? Don't get me wrong. Like, you know, if I don't know who the fuck is breaking into my house, I'm probably going to be shooting back. Like, especially right. if I, especially like if I have no fucking idea that I'm doing something wrong and somebody's right. just breaking into my house. I can't stop my lawnmower with my thumb. That's what I'm trying to say. You know, exactly. You know, you stick your head up, it's going to get shot down. <laughs> Like that's yeah. that's that's real fucking dumb. It is time now for something positive. We might be headed to the promised land the of promised speaking land, the truth land, and finding our external liberty once we internally liberate ourselves. Problem can only be solved when there is a kind of coalition of conscience. Of conscience. Because conscience. that is how it works. This is the beginning, it is not the finale, and that's why we're here, and that's why we rally, 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 rally. We've got to be that creative minority. Creative minority. Creative minority. Find a way to get in the way. I got in trouble. It was good trouble. It was necessary trouble. Frankly, I know we've got to do something. Do something. And we're back. I, what I thought was amazing was, so I recorded with... Um, the guys from Audio Pong, Marco and Zach, they're really good guys. And I don't know how my border idea came up. And I was like, because I was telling them, I'm so progressive, I don't even believe in a border. And I started explaining it. And it was so weird that Marco was like, later in the conversation, he was like, that's really not a bad idea. Why have we never thought about it that way? And I was like, ooh, I converted mm. somebody. So we have these ideas because of open conversations, and I think that's what's exciting. He took a political test, and turns out he's libertarian. Mm. <laughs> I didn't need a political test to tell me where I stood. <laughs> right. You know, and that's the, and that's the thing is, is like, with, you know, the thing about libertarians and progressives is, is that, you know, a true libertarian, I would say, the ones that are not left, they're not right, they're straight down the center mm -hmm. it's like you know most of us don't give a shit we just don't think the government should have the kind of authority it does right and it's not that we don't give a shit it's that it's you know there are certain goals that we think are worthwhile and worth you know moving towards it's just that we don't think the government should have the as big of a role as it does you know you mean like reaching into a woman's uterus or nope. into a schoolroom with cameras and microphones nope. to burn the books and fire the teeth right okay nope. All right, because somebody had said this week that Republicans are the only thing standing between an overreaching, ever-expanding government and the people. That's and a I was fucking like, joke what? if I've ever heard one. Like, that is both, a fucking joke, dude. They're both scope creeping, but one decided to stay out of our uteruses, and the other was like, all right. But so Jeffrey, <laughs> he, he went to the FBI fun. field office with a nail gun and an AR-15 and chose to shoot an FBI agent with a nail. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to laugh at this because it's very serious, the undertones of what's going on with rallying people to want to attack the FBI agents and judges and stuff. But 
I just have to take a minute and ask, if you were going to go and attack the FBI, would you choose to shoot a nail or an armor-piercing bullet? I'm not so dumb as to think that I'm going to survive that encounter. Um, yeah. Realistically, like... So <laughs> don't do it to begin don't with? Do it. <laughs> but don't, don't do it. Don't waste your like, time with a nail gun. That's what I don't... <laughs> Like, was he going to remodel? Like, that's, that's that's personal, is what that is. That is personal. Okay. Um, don't don't fucking do that shit. That's it's, that's really dumb. Like yeah, like that. Here's the thing. Like you know, as you know, the resident gun owner uh, on the podcast, there is a time and a place to use your firearms. There absolutely is. And mm. if you're going to show up at an FBI field, uh, FBI field, uh office with a fucking gun don't expect to survive it number one like you're not going to prove anything you're not going to start the next civil war by doing it what you're going to do is you're going to get yourself shot right and you know it's not going to play a cornfield in a (laughs) cornfield he had like seemingly no plan is this one of those things where everybody's like we're gonna yell surprise on the count of three and then at three one person goes ah (laughs) like no what i would argue is is that you know when you talk about mental illness and firearm ownership yeah this is what mental illness and firearm ownership looks like like no rational firearm owner is gonna go no this is a great idea no, right. no rational firearm owner is going to do that. Like that's, that's not a rational firearm owner. That is somebody okay. who is, I would say, you know, in mental distress Me and, too. and either, and either because they have, you know, fallen into the world of conspiracy theories or they have a, you know, a suicide by cop wish. Right. Okay. That's, that's, that's my, that's my personal take on it. Well, it turns out Nancy Pelosi wants to um, extend the age to own a nail gun to 21. So that's exciting. That should be taken care of. Um, There's some Republican support for that. (laughs) I'm sitting here thinking. I don't. There should never be a situation in where you think you alone can solve the problem by shooting at law enforcement. No. I just want to say that. Like, there's no way you're going to solve the problem by attempting that. Look, well, not especially going on the offensive. Like that's you're going on the offensive. Like, right? Don't get me wrong. Like, you know, if I don't know who the fuck is breaking into my house, I'm probably going to be shooting back. Like, especially right. if I, especially like if I have no fucking idea that I'm doing something wrong and somebody's right. just breaking into my house. I can't stop my lawnmower with my thumb. That's what I'm trying to say. You know, exactly. You know, you stick your head up, it's going to get shot down. <laughs> like that's 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 real fucking dumb you know and and that's the thing is like that's why we have laws like castle doctrine for example and and why there are times when you know the feds are come you know the cops are completely in the wrong they get shot at and the person that you know is in the house that was you know wrong wrongfully uh invaded essentially Mm -hmm. um they're they're cleared of all charges because you know, you came into their castle without any, this is why no, no right. warrants kind of as a uh, throwback to the last episode. This is why no knock warrants are a problem, uh-huh. you know, because if the person that is in the house doesn't necessarily know that something's going to be happening, right? Like, don't get me wrong. Sh- you know, show up in force, have a warrant, 
make it clear that you're coming in, you know, mm -hmm. but like these, you know, first thing in the morning, like kick in doors, you know, that's right. kind of, that kind of shit is like, not that's good. not what happened with Donald Trump. I had a friend, no, his Rich. lawyer, his lawyer had it and was fucking on the, on the property while it was being searched. And he was watching lawyer. it on CCT TV, like closed, closed yeah. circuit TV. I had a friend, he was dealing pot. He had four pounds in his house. The cops found the door unlocked, walked in, arrested him, took his weed. He got off scot-free because the door was unlocked and they just walked in because they never knocked. They never announced themselves. Yep. And that's yeah. the thing is, is like, you, you can't do shit like that. Now, right. no knock warrants, they're a thing, but no knock warrants are how people get killed. Cops mm -hmm. or, or bystanders. It's how or Breonna, Breonna Taylor, Taylor, right? you know, no knock warrants are a problem. Like, like if the first thing that happens is, is that you're, you know, you're just busting in through the door and all hell is breaking loose. Yeah. Yeah. That puts cops in danger. That's a dumb fucking move. Like I get it. You don't want evidence destroyed. Right. But the thing is, is that, you know, when you're doing stuff like this, it's not that you don't, it should be that you don't, you already have evidence that there's a crime. You're just there to shore up how much of a crime there is. Right. And if you cared about destroying evidence, you'd get a water key and turn off the water main before you fucking went in. You wouldn't have to worry about the destruction of evidence if you turned off the toilet from flushing, you know? Exactly. <laughs> so, so, so yeah. I hate okay. knock warrants. I, I mean, I do too. There, are, there are rational, there are rational people out there who are like, yeah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. So Serena retired. I just want to get a little minute in there of her because I, I, I was like standing real close to the TV when that came on, and her face was just stoic. She retired, and she was like, "I feel like I'm finally free." And they were like, "Well, what do you mean by that metaphor?" And she was like, "It isn't a metaphor." I feel free and I want to do it. I want, I just wanted to acknowledge that Serena Williams is one of the top athletes of all time. I think like comparable to Jordan or Gretzky. You know? Oh, absolutely. Like, you know, she was a powerhouse. Yeah, absolutely. So for her to, as a, a black woman, as an athlete, as a woman to say that it's a really strong statement of the life she's lived to say, I now finally feel free, like mm -hmm. free out of bondage to to live my own life like a, a roman slave finally like a gladiator getting the thumbs up she gets to retire and i yeah God damn, that's so cool it's wild so our first iranian story it's cool iran tried to assassinate john bolton this week <laughs> john bolton is um who was he he was in trump's Trump's national security circles. He's a, a hawk, a war hawk. He like believes in um, raining pain down on governments that defy us. Like he's not a, he's not a great guy. <laughs> not, but, yeah, he's he's problematic. But they said they were doing it in retaliation for Trump killing one of their generals, and it made me laugh because I was like, Iran thinks Bolton is important. <laughs> like he wrote well, a book, and now they think. But I can see why they picked him. It's just they don't see his irrelevance currently. I think. Well, his it's not about his relevance currently it's about revenge for what happened under trump's presidency okay because they think that he would be the one that would engineer he was, that he was part of it he absolutely okay. was part of that 
No, okay. he was part of that strike on that Iranian general in Iraq. Were they were they wrong to kill that Iranian general? That was not the smartest move. Let's be real clear about that. Smart, but was there imminent danger that they needed to eliminate by eliminating him? Because at the time they were saying he was planning raids and attacks on our embassies and stuff and that he needed to be taken out. Well, you could say that he absolutely was part of that. that. You could absolutely say he was a problem because he was, you know, he was supplying weapons to people who kept attacking our bases in Iraq. Right, right. He was, you know, supplying Iraqi separatists essentially. Right, uh, and rebels. he was he was doing that. Dis- at this point. He, he was doing that not because of the U.S.'s restrictions in Iran, but just because he opposed our presence in a, right. in, yeah. in, a, in a neighboring country. So, so it wasn't it wasn't like he was taking a political stand against us. He was just trying to eliminate soldiers from an area he wanted to occupy. Uh, yeah, that he wanted influence. That that he wanted the Iranians to have influence. In. Yeah, okay. that was very much that was very much a, a what was going on there. And I then mean, so he's the, also the, he was also supplying. I want to say to, uh, what is it? Hezbollah, in right? And Pal- okay, Lebanon. Okay. So, so I mean, yeah, was he a threat? Yeah, he was a threat. So Iranian- to us. He was a threat to our allies. Iranian missiles then attacking one of our installations in Syria, like on the Syrian border the day after that, that was retaliation they said for this killing. So it's a two for one now. Is that what it is? Well, that's essentially what, that's essentially what they were doing. I mean, Iran, if you don't want to be treated like dicks, stop acting like dicks. You know what I mean? Right. (laughs) So that's, that's where all of these problems come in. is, Is that it's, it's just a shit show. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't yeah. think it was the wisest idea. It definitely, like, it we definitely. Shouldn't, we shouldn't have killed him. We should, you know. Well, we we should have been prepared for what was about to happen afterwards, where we had a, um, you know, missile barrage strike, you know, one of our camps, one of our bases. Right. So. Yeah. Which Donald Trump went on to minimize and say that they just had some headaches there was no brain trauma there and that led to a whole nother controversy so yep and by the way you know the justice department the fbi stopped this assassination of a republican (laughs) so (laughs) you know i mean john bolton has to know this stuff is going to happen from time to time i wonder if he ever considered that it would actual in reality happen you know i mean let's be real honest look at what happened with salman rushdie Wow, my next story, yes. Let's do I mean, it, because does this mean Iran is gaining force in the region? Iran has always had that ability. Yeah, of course. Like That's that's one of the things that you have to remember about. But where it's not like Rushdie wrote this book yesterday. No, no, this has been a long time coming, so this is yeah. entirely different. Yeah, what happened? Why, why would they go after him? It's not, it's, it's, it's more religious than it is, I would say, political, unfortunately. Okay. I got you. So he wrote, he wrote a book that that um, the Iran government at the time saw was evil, like the devil, like satanic. The satanic, the satanic verses, yeah, right. And uh, I haven't I have yet to read the satanic verses, but basically the premise was is that I think it was that um, instead okay. of the information coming from God to the Prophet Muhammad, it actually came from the devil. Wow. Okay. And that royally pissed off a lot of people. Well, everybody has their right to write. So, 
<laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's cool. That was one of my stories. I don't know much about Salman Rushdie either. So I really don't either. That's awesome. That's fine. Polio, Jeffrey? Polio? All right. Seriously? Let's talk about polio. Yeah, do it. So one of the things that we have to remember about polio is, is that there's a couple of different ways in which polio, um, the polio vaccine is delivered. You know, primarily we get um, the inactive polio virus shot when we're babies, like there's four shots that we get. Um, but in places where it is hard to get, um, people vaccinated, they have something called the oral polio vaccine. And that one actually contains live polio culture. So in order to get people vaccinated with that, you know, this is play, you know, these are places that typically don't get a whole lot of um, visits by doctors. So you have to make these things kind of as effective as possible in the pill form. Now with one of the things with the rise of, I would say sewage testing, there's something, there's something unique that we need to consider. And, and, and I don't have an answer for this. This is simply a question that, you know, maybe something we can ask Dan at some point. So what they're finding, you know, by doing sewage testing is they're finding polio virus. We in the United States recently had a case of somebody that had polio who wasn't vaccinated. Uh -huh. London has uh, some cases for the majority of people, much like COVID polio doesn't do anything. Some people even just, you know, they get an upset stomach, right? Like the shingles vaccine or shingles virus. But there are people who become paralyzed because mm -hmm. it attacks nerves and so that's how you end up with people that are paralyzed like fdr but right. one of the bigger problems that we had at the turn of the 20th century was you had people who would have their lungs get paralyzed and so they would end up in an iron lung Oof. now luckily most of our parents you know, took us in for our normal vaccines when we were babies and polio mm. virus is part of that. There's yeah, how been... do you find out? How do you find out what, what, what vaccinations you got? That was a big, big question on Twitter today. How do I know if I got the polio vaccine? So what you'll have to do is you'll have to do a records request from either the hospital. Sometimes it's the state, depending on uh, where you grew up. Um, right. So like, I have, you know, two sets of records, essentially. I have vaccines that I got when I lived in Montana and the vaccines that I've got since I've lived in Washington. I only lived in Arizona for a short time. And I didn't get any vaccines during that. But you can get all of that standardized and then you'll have a complete record okay. of, of what you've had done. Now, nice. since, since I want to say 2000, uh, I, I won't, well, I think definitely longer, but especially since 2000, um, kids get four polio shots um right away uh right after they're born it's like okay two it's like two months four months six months and then a year i want to say is what it is but they also you know you can also get a polio vaccine one time as an adult and so this is actually something that interesting this is actually something that like if you go to places like for example india for example there's a vaccine requirement and so 
there are certain places in the world that if you're going to travel to, they actually recommend you getting the polio shot before you. Yes, right. And if you're in the military, you just get that. In your yeah, fucking- yeah, no, yeah. Ooh. If you're in the military, you get that. You know, there's a whole host of vaccines you get when you're in the military. So, right, based on where you're going, right? Mm-hmm. And some just based on the fact that you're in the military, right? Um, but polio is a real thing. It really affects people, and it affects you longer term than shorter term. You right. might not know you have it. So, I just I'm so I get so frustrated with anti-vaxxers in this new age of vaccine information and creation, and that we can solve so many problems, and we decide no. to bring things back like smallpox and measles and and polio. Why the? What's the easiest way to destroy a country? Is just to subvert its health. You know, yep. it's public health. So, and Val- Vladimir Putin has admitted to doing that, to funding that here. And so mm-hmm. for me, anti-vaxxers are the lowest form of American. Sorry. They're, they're, you know, unfortunately, everybody is susceptible to, you know, it's, for example, uh, you know, Democrats are susceptible to misinformation that looks uh-huh. like, you know, fucking scientific findings. Agreed. And Republicans, conservative-leaning folks are, you know, conspiracy theories about, you know, the government and this, that, and the other. I mean, I don't mind somebody going to the doctor and the doctor saying, these are the consequences of this vaccine. They might be harmful to you and your situation. And them saying, I don't want to get it. It's another thing for somebody to go on Facebook and go, this is what's meant for me. So you shouldn't do it either. That's the people I have a problem with. Right. Exactly. Like I get it. You know, some people will never be able to get vaccinated. That's cool. That's why the vaccinations exist for the rest of us. Exactly. You know, we take on that burden of getting vaccinated. So that way we reduce the risk to you. That's, that's the whole fucking point right but now let's go back to this you know we haven't really done a whole lot in terms of wastewater monitoring this is something that's relatively new to be able to see out uh, to see what kind of information we have now yeah that came out in the like the later part of the first year of covid right um or maybe uh, 20 i want to say that it was it was starting to happen like 1920 oh 1920 no, 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 no. Oh, 2020. 2019, 2020. Um, so the, right. thing, the thing about wastewater, think about wastewater, you know, this is a relatively new thing. You it's know? cool though. Right. It is. Right. It's cool. But here's my grand question. And this, I just, I don't have an answer to. I'm not, this isn't some big thing. Um, this is me being scientifically minded and not, not knowing the answer is, is that, you know, it's easy to sit down and start panicking because, mm-hmm. you know, we do have a case of live polio in, in the country from somebody who is unvaccinated. Right. And we are detecting polio virus in um, the wastewater. Right. But here's, but here's the thing. When you get vaccinated for a disease, that doesn't mean you don't get the disease. What it means is, is that your body understands what to do when you get the disease. Gotcha. So to me, the idea that, you know, we got vaccinated, polio ceased to exist. That doesn't make any sense logically to me. Same like say smallpox, for example, but I don't know, like, you know, can we test wastewater to see if smallpox is in wastewater? Hmm. Because, you know, in theory, people should have been vaccinated for smallpox. That said, you know, if polio still actually circulates around and you know our bodies have just you know we because we're vaccinated we know how to deal with polio it wouldn't surprise me that we find it in wastewater because if you're okay if you get it and your body fights it off 
it leaves as excrement one way or another, whether it's urine, whether it's feces, it goes. Correct. Correct. Like every time you have a disease, your body fights it off. It gets thrown away. Mm. It's waste. It's taken out of the body. I think the virus goes into your body, attaches, becomes infectious, and then dies off. But if it can't attach in your body to become infectious, it just dies and therefore it dies out. But you still find the material. Right. So, well, like, I mean, transmission, what, transmission, uh, transmission might be difficult to prove right. because once again, you know, we only look, we're only looking for symptomatic cases. Most of the time, we're not just like, you know, we're not just getting tested randomly to say, see, Hey, do you have polio? Right. Because, because that's, you know, we've never really had that kind of a test, you know, something that's rapid, like we've had with COVID for example. So it's hard to say, you know, hey, have you, you know, do you have this disease actively at this time? It could be that it's been circulating around for a long time, but Mm -hmm. because of vaccinations, you know, are most of us just, we'll never, we'll never have severe symptoms. Like the rest of the symptoms. We need to get Dan back on for this for this the does, rest a, of, does the a virus rest... have a half-life so that when it when it circulates every time becomes weaker until eventually it dies no. off well if that was the case you know we wouldn't be talking about covid the way that we are but instead covid is right. spreading some but, but it's getting weaker but it's getting weaker and but like everything else when it comes to when you look at the theory of evolution uh-huh. the goal of any living organism is to survive mm-hmm. and you don't survive by killing your host Right, but what I'm saying is if polio weakened for 50 years, eventually it became so weak it was non-existent because it couldn't replicate anymore. It was just had no, nowhere. No, it, it would still replicate because it could survive in the system. It's but just where? That, that's a grand question, and I don't have the answer to that. Yeah. But, okay. but like, like I said, monkey, with, probably monkeys or squirrels or any number there of more blooded animals. But there are also places in the world where you don't have the same kind of vaccine participation and rates. Right. You know, polio is particularly endemic to Afghanistan and Pakistan. Yeah. And at parts of Africa too. Exactly. So, you know, sure. There's the possibility that it it came from one of those regions. That's, that's absolutely a possibility. But then you have the question of, you know, has polio been transmitting around the country and, you know, thanks to wastewater, you know, analysis now, we're just starting to finally understand because like, like I said, you know, our, our typical testing method, uh, as far as I'm aware, has been, you know, we test who's symptomatic, right? We see the signs, right? It doesn't that, you know, and the things is, is that, you know, for the average person that experiences polio, it looks like a whole host of, you know, cold symptoms that you have. Oh upset stomach bowel issues right. cough you know things like that it's like shit that shit that makes you go yeah i got the cold or the flu not polio <laughs> but then you also have signs of guillain barre syndrome where your feet start to go numb and then your ankles and up your up your legs until you're paralyzed exactly sometimes so, so and, and but thanks to vaccines you know that really doesn't happen all that much anymore yeah, it doesn't happen at all, really, thanks to vaccines. And you know, the vaccine that was developed for polio is one that is particularly robust. And I fully expect that at some point we will get a, a SARS vaccine that will be particularly robust. And I'm looking forward to that. I would love. A, yeah. I would also love to see a flu vaccine that's particularly robust too. I just worry that people are going to get tired of the word vac- vaccination before these revolutionary things become 
Well, think about it. Well, think about it this way. It's like COVID, monkeypox. Now we got polio. Well, no, the people like they're making they're making this stuff up just to push vaccines on us until they find one we'll take. But I, I, I think I don't want that people to think that because this is real warfare. When you talked about a battlefield. This is warfare. This is weakening a country from the inside out. Like I said, you know, at the beginning of of COVID, if you really wanted to test America's resilience Mm -hmm. and test America's resolve, if Trump had said that the COVID, you know, virus was, uh, you know, a threat from China and that it was your patriotic duty to get vaccinated, you would have had you know, every conservative numbnuts line up, you know, wearing star spangled everything to get their vaccine. And that's closer to the truth. It's not, it, China didn't send the virus over here, but I'll tell you, Russia used it for everything it was worth. Oh, absolutely. In, in rhetoric and propaganda on the internet, you know, so. Um, and so, and China does too. That's the other thing. China's, China's in fact, and China's in fact saying that COVID actually came from the U.S., so, you know, that's, that's their prerogative. But and it didn't, it didn't come intentionally from anywhere. Well, it didn't, I don't think it came intentionally. Like mathematically speaking, we have more proof that it was zoonotically transferred most likely because Correct. somebody ate a fucking bat. Correct. In a, in a wet market, which is just right. an open air market that we're they're in 90% of the countries. China exactly. didn't send it to us. We didn't send it to China. Sorry, Africa, Europe didn't send it to you. you know, it, right. just, it just happened. But what people put a spin on it politically was to weaken or strengthen exactly. the country. Exactly. And mathematically speaking, we have more proof that a lot of these viruses are animal born anyways. Why? Because, right. you know, it typically are typically some of these viruses are, are born out of the fact that, you know, people are eating things that are not realistically food. You know, you look at the Ebola virus, where does that come from? Bats in Africa. Right. Well, when you're digging up guano in caves so that you can use it as fertilizer or, you know, then suddenly, yeah, you're going to get these diseases. That's what's going to happen because a guy in China digging in a cave doesn't have a respiratory suit, (laughs) you know, that, that lives up to the FDA's approval. So and 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 so it's it's why it's like you know conspiracy theories you know i have i I love to hear them but there's rarely ever one that makes me go you know what that one actually has like don't get me wrong out of all of them i will still say that the lab leak theory has the most credence of the conspiracy theories like i'm not saying that is has the most credence period Mm. it has the most credence of the conspiracy theories because accidents in labs happen and sure. in a place like China, they nobody's going to say, oops, I fucked up and got infected with a virus and expect right. to live. But I think the story was that a scientist brought it home to eat after he had used it for testing. Now, and that I was one that's, story. That's just ridiculous on its face. My point is you don't if you don't think vaccines are for you, then don't take the vaccine but stop telling other people what to do with their lives like stop spreading that what's good for you is not necessarily good for your friend and you don't know your friend enough well well enough to give them that advice so here's where i'll push back on that don't you know don't take the vaccine if it's not good for you because there are health issues associated with it correct let's 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 make that really clear like 
you know, if you don't want to take the vaccines, uh, take vaccines simply because you don't want to take vaccines, well, welcome to the anti-vaxxer club. Um, your meetings are every Wednesday if you survive. <laughs> right, but stop getting in groups and like sharing that information with others. It's your personal belief. <laughs> it's right. your personal belief. Stop tricking other people into believing it's bad so they'll side with you so you have someone to talk to. That's my point. An anti-vaxxer just wants another anti-vaxxer to be friends with to validate each other back and forth. Stop lying. I don't Stop need a, lying to get like, people I don't on need, your side. It's like I don't need to meet with people who are pro-vax in order to, you know, sit down and right. have the conversation about, oh, yeah, no, this is why I believe in vax. It's like I know right. why vaccines work. I don't get this as sick. That's what happens. Well, why is it? <laughs> and I don't what, really. That, and that's, that's just what it's supposed to do. Why is it the first thing anti-vaxxers want to talk about? Why is it their whole conversation? Why can't they talk about cake and pie and other stuff? They just have to tell me that vaccines are bad every single time. <laughs> hey, an anti-vaxxer, vegan, atheist, crossfitter walks into a bar. What do they talk about first? God knows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's just it. It's like, you know, I, you know, there's no question that vaccines work. You know, when you don't get as sick, when right. you don't have, you don't necessarily have to worry about dying as much. I mean, the data is pretty fucking clear on, mm -hmm. on vaccines, you know, prior to COVID and the COVID vaccine itself. But Jeffrey, one day this guy, he got a vaccination and a month later he became autistic. So no. now every vaccine is bad all the time no. forevermore. He was autistic before the fucking vaccine. <laughs> yeah, I know that. And, and autism is a spectrum and we're all on that spectrum. So you can't say one thing leads to all another, right. but that's the only study that's ever said vaccinations are bad. And it was debunked. Not and it was debunked because, 50 not, not years just like, ago. Yeah, <laughs> it was, it was debunked in the nineties and okay. not, and it wasn't even that it was like scientifically like proven false. Like that right. has definitely come after the fact. But the dude literally, but they literally showed that this lawyer paid a scientist to write a paper that said vaccines cause autism. And so that lawyer, I, if I remember right, that lawyer was disbarred. That scientist lost his credentials and anti-vaxxers have held on to that as some sort of conspiracy proof that, you know, he was right all along. Right. It was like, wow. Okay, man. If only I could like, you know, pay some people to write some shit and then have us all get like our credentials taken away to be proven true. That's right. crazy bullshit. Okay. So I, I don't, I don't like vaccination, vax shaming people. You know what I mean? Cause I don't know their individual situation, but you have no problem saying anti, if you fall into the anti-vaxxer vaxxer spectrum, you're a threat to our country and you should be. And okay. If you don't want to take a vaccine <laughs> simply because you believe in whatever right. crazy George you know, Soros, conspiracy theory out there like best of luck darwinism is real yeah. um <laughs> don't know what to tell you but vaccines aren't risk-free no they're not and i never no, said they not. were i'm going to get my booster after we record which means i'll be sick for 36 hours but then i won't feel as bad when COVID hits me if it ever hits me i, I feel see, like now, the one I'm, person I'm, that hasn't had it <laughs> I'm waiting to get, I'm waiting for the, uh, like, so I already got one booster, but I'm waiting to get 
Me too. For, so I'm waiting for the next booster, um, which is going to be Omicron specific, because that one's actually going to uh, be that one's actually going to have more protections for people getting COVID now and in the future, mm, you know, for okay. in the immediate future. And so that delivery is supposed to start sometime in September. So my Ooh. hope is is that I can make it that long and maybe I should then, wait and get that because I mean don't get me wrong like you there is definitely some benefits to getting the booster but it is not going to be as effective as getting an omicron booster at this point i like that because i'm i'm only a month or two stretching i would prefer because i don't i'm not in dangerous contact i'm not at risk i'm at risk if i get it but i'm not at risk of getting it so okay i'd rather isolate for another month i like that then i don't have to go to the grocery store today that makes me happy so that's that's my that's that's mine but i like i said i've already been vaxxed and i've gotten the first yeah. booster I like so that. okay jeffrey you know what happened what? that burn pit pack deck passed yeah after you know it fucking backfired on the republican party so bad somebody said uh john stewart deserves the pre- uh congress uh, pre- presidential medal of honor and i think jim jordan tainted that to a point that nobody wants it anymore but if he deserves a medal he deserves a medal well jim jordan is a taint to begin with so (laughs) he is a taint the perinatal region (laughs) jim jordan hailing from the perinatal region but i am so happy that the pact act passed and i just can't believe that republicans would would fall for reverse psychology on this one you that know. was well it was just wild because like they had approved everything you know that they had problems with before yeah. nothing had changed and then they right. just did this whole dick procedural move and it fucking blew up in their face right because democrats supported it and republicans immediate well republicans was, supported it before and then they yeah, were like as soon as soon as democrats supported it they were like oh no <laughs> <laughs> and then you know the higher ups are playing damage control going no yeah. this will fucking pass Right. I swear to God, if Joe Biden was like, I'm not jumping off this bridge, Ron DeSantis would run over it, you know, just to, to do the opposite of what a Democrat does. But I'm super excited that veterans can get health and help, you know, especially That's after exposure cool. into those burn pits. Yeah. yeah is there any part, is there any part of the inflation reduction act that you find meaningful? Not really. Not really. Like it's, it's, like it'll eventually help a little bit, but uh-huh. not as much as people think it will. I mean, That's realistically, <laughs> meaningful eventually. Eventually, not currently. Right. You know, unfortunately, I think what we're going to be up against is more rate hikes in order to interest rate hikes in order to tamp down on um, expansion. Uh, my concern, though, is is that the interest rate hikes, coupled with the fact that student loan payments resume next month, yeah. Um, I think you're going to see growth slow down pretty fucking hard, pretty fucking fast. I really you do. are. Yeah, I I believe that you are. Yeah, I think this, I think they're the going to stud- end up in the in in bad territory. We can talk about that. The student loans being eliminated at this point, they could have been eliminated a year ago, and they can be eliminated a year from now. But we're in we're in stagflation, and we don't know if it's recession or inflation. So if you don't if you if you don't do it and you make people pay this, you're going to cause a recession. But if you eliminate all the student loan debt and give that money to people so they can spend it, it could cause inflation. <laughs> so right is, now so it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't scenario. I would not eyes. say that because right now you don't have those payments taking place. So And we have inflation. And we have inflation. 
So student loans would be a great way to reduce inflation. It would be it student loans would potentially help reduce inflation, but the problem then is is that all of all of that all of that economic spending that you've seen take place over the last two years. Uh-huh. Right, right, right. I mean, it will come to a grinding fucking halt. Like yeah, that's will, my point. You will see like I would say uh Obama level growth potentially one yeah. percent. What, what I'm what I'm trying to say is that by capping inflation, by making people more burdened financially to cap inflation isn't American. Like by eliminating wage growth or job growth to to avoid inflation. Look, if everybody's doing better, that's not inflation. That's a rising tide. That's my point. And right. so you you need to eliminate the student loan debt. It's not going to cause more inflation that we have. It will lift everybody up. Right. Whereas if you if you make people pay this predatory system, the predatory system will succeed, but everywhere else will fail. Right. Now there are some I I would say that there were there I've seen some stuff thrown out on both sides that mm-hmm would really make sense in, in terms of how to deal with um student loans in the future like you know capping you know how much um gets paid back um yeah. you know whether it's you know an extra 25 percent or an extra 10 percent on top of what you like i've seen some stuff that actually makes sense i like the zero percent interest and then gradually going up as you educate yourself further. I'm okay with that. And free public education. Like somebody said, well, you should cap tuitions. And I was like, that's private. I don't see government getting involved in that. That's, but as far like, as, that's already getting, they're already getting involved in that. Well, I just don't think Notre Dame should listen to the government on capping its tuition rates or, you know, Cornell University. But I think like the public school, the public college down in, DuPage County, Illinois, I think, yeah, if they're giving government funding, then they should go free. Yeah. They should be free. And I think all of that should be somewhere on the internet. So where any inner city child or adult can go and learn if they want, I want mm-hmm. free. There should be no barrier to education. I, I, I certainly don't disagree with that. Uh, you know, cool. one of the things that I know, one of the things that we've seen is, is that, you know, the reason why the economy didn't bottom out in in the u.s the way that a lot of people expected it to was because the pause on student loans suddenly freed up people to keep businesses afloat more so than they were you know right when everything shut down however what you will see is is that you know there will be a lot of new businesses that end up closing when student loans uh go back into effect because people are going to that's you know, right. They're going to pick the cheapest options. You know, they're not going to go to these mom and pop shops. They're not going to go do that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's just the that's just the reality of, you know, when you have limited funds, you have to spend fiscally responsibly. Yeah, you're not going to you're not going to buy food and rent and utilities and your student loans. It just can't happen. When people are paying 80% of their income for their vehicle, that's crazy that you could then think that they could afford a student loan in a home, you know? <laughs> okay. So, well, we're just a couple economists just looking at the future of America. We're, we're just, just a couple of dumbasses that can see that. So why can't economists see that the right thing to do would be to cancel student? Well, you know, Deborah, she bought a lot of beer with her student loan money and she shouldn't have to pay it back. You know, I don't get it. 
I just it's just... well, that's going to be well. What one of the biggest problems that you're going to find then is is that you're going to have a lot of people that are going to be you know, all these retails right retailers right now are having to slash their their financial outlook because yeah you know people are starting to move into the well if we're in a recession you know I'm running the risk that I might lose my job. Well, if you're running yeah. the risk that you might lose your job and then you start having to repay student loans you're going to start seeing people be really conservative with their money. And that right. is going to just throw the fucking brakes on the economy. And that's and an so, obvious, that's an obvious. So why isn't obvious. it obvious for Biden? Well, uh, I don't know. And I should say, I don't have student loans, so I'm not, I'm not promoting this because it would help me in any way. It would help people I know. That's kind of mm -hmm. cool. But I think it was a predatory practice to begin with. At some point, it was nice. Here, get a student loan, get a grant, get whatever you need to get through it, pay it back. But suddenly, it became a predatory practice, and people were charging more and more and more and expecting more and more to get paid for. And that's a problem for me, is somebody took advantage of a system that was meant to help uh, young students. Mm-hmm. Well, and then you also had the system, you know, when the, when they created ways for people to get their student loans forgiven, they became predatory and they're like, oh, well, you know, here's what we're going to do to make sure that it doesn't classify as, you know, because they get their money, because these companies get their money from people paying student loans. And if uh -huh. those student loans get forgiven, they're not getting as much money, period, end of story. That's right. That's right. I'm so sorry about you ended that. Up, you ended up with predatory practices on top of predatory practices. Mm -hmm. so, so do we... Do we, do we strangle good people, good, hardworking Americans or a predatory industry? To me, that's an obvious answer. Well, that's, you know, it's an obvious answer to me too. But what I do like about this, uh, infrastructure reduction act, or wait, inflation reduction act. I keep because it's such a moronic name. It doesn't do any of that. What I do like is the 15% cap and um one percent on buybacks like this could generate some income it could like help to uh shrink the deficit so i'm all in favor of corporations and big businesses making over a billion dollars getting taxed i'm okay with that i think it's about time yep well and especially where you have businesses that are growing at the rates that they have been mm -hmm. like at this point you know that's another thing is like, if you're looking to stem the flow of, if you're looking at stemming their, their ability to keep growing, that's certainly one way to do it. Like that's, yeah. uh, you know, it's, of course it's going to hurt the growth of companies, but I think they're growing exceedingly. Well, you know what I, mean? I think here's so, what most people need to understand is, is that in the United States, we already do have a corporate tax rate. Of course we do, but it's the loopholes it's, that keep them from paying it. And that's why no, a basic 15% is awesome. Well, and that's the thing is, is like, I don't have any confidence that it's going to be a 15% flat. It's 21%. Trump lowered it from 35 to 21%. And I think they were talking about raising it to 28%. I don't well, know if they so this is So this is about international businesses. Oh, this is, what is well, th yeah, they were also working on the global yeah. Scale so, where so every, and I like so that the internal too. internally companies have a, have a 21%, but if you're doing business globally, for example, it's there has, minimum. we do have a minimum tax for global uh, companies and that was 10%. Okay. And so that'll go up, that would go up to 15. Other gotcha. places had higher taxes like 15, others had lower. And so right. what it did was it, it made it so that way, uh, world companies couldn't seek tax havens. Right. Where, where, you know, they would be getting, 
you know, it's, you know, if you want to do business in this country, it's 15%. Yeah. Across the board. I like that. So now whether or not that's actually going to (laughs) work, like you can't tell me that the Amazon getting growing a little slower would be a problem for Amazon or America. Right. Sorry. I mean, you got, you record record profits and then you increase the subscription on prime. I don't have prime. I didn't never believed in paying yearly to shop, you know? No, that's fair. So that's me. Um, let's see. I'm towards the end of my note. Actually, the pack act, the inflation act. Are we doing the right thing in Afghanistan? A lot of people are saying, I wanted to ask this cause mm. here's the thing. Afghanistan didn't seem to really want us there when we were there. They didn't seem to mind us leaving. But once we were gone, people started crying, look what you did to Afghanistan. Is that fair that that, that we should be blamed for leaving Afghanistan and be blamed for staying there? Which is it? Which one do you want? I'm sorry the Taliban is raining hellfire on the citizens, and I really wish the people of Afghanistan could make the choice to live or leave or stay, but it's not our fault that that's happening. It, it really isn't. No. Or is it? Um, there, are some, there are some issues. Um, I feel so like, like right an now, Like right now, um, we have a significant amount of Taliban money that's frozen in our central banks. Uh huh. Um, that people are saying could be used to, you know, get necessary food and supplies to the Afghanistan people. Do Let's you think it real. would go to the people? Though? Oh fuck no! Of course not. Okay. Anybody who's like anybody who thinks that is, you know, a naive idealist. That, right. That if we free that money up and it goes directly to the top of the government, that it isn't going to go towards something else. Right. There's that's not what's going to happen. Okay. But, but it is their money. They should have it. It is their right? money. There is they're no, no longer a terrorist organization. They're a, no. they're, a they're a government. <laughs> they're not a, they're not a terrorist organization, but the issue was is that they can't be harboring or allowing terrorist organizations safe harbor. Uh so and this And we just killed Al-Qaeda's number 1 in right. Afghanistan. So that's proof that we don't have to give the money back. Okay. So now the whole, the whole of Afghanistan, what issues? Maybe oh Jay, Jay Wentworth could help. Oh God. <laughs> I know. Sorry. Yeah, that's, that's an earworm that'll fucking haunt me the rest of the day. Yep. Good, um, congratulations. So, I mean, the whole of, the, the whole of the Afghan war, like Al Qaeda was, uh, Al Qaeda had set up shop in Afghanistan. They were running training camps and all that shit there. We right. That. The thing to, the biggest miscalculation was whether or not the Taliban was particularly doing anything about it. Now, luckily, so the thing about Al Qaeda and the Taliban is I don't know that they necessarily hate each other enough to do anything about each other. Right. But the Taliban has no love for Islamic State. Correct. ISIS? Yep. Yeah. Well, it, it, call it, we call it Islam, just Islamic State because ISIS was, you know, Islamic State of Iraq and Syria or ISIL. Islamic, uh, 
right. Islamic State in Lebanon. They've Lebanon. been broken into factions as, as well as in the Philippines and yeah, Russia. you've got you've yeah. got Philippines, you've got other South Asia, you've got Africa, you've got probably America. You never, I mean, probably to be real honest, because Americans are stupid. They'll believe anything other than the truth, you know. I mean, the thing is, is that you know there there really is no requirement to be a part of isis other than to say you're a part of isis or okay. you know islamic state so same thing with antifa then right there's no requirement only exists if people say they're a part of it <laughs> exactly it's it's not like your traditional you know your traditional warfare where you have a, a name and a flag that you constantly wear blazing it's like right. a lot of the times these these attacks that i you know is does they claim after the fact Right. After an attack happens, they claim it. Right. So. They just stopped claiming American events. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. So now looking at now looking at Afghanistan and the issues that have come on since then, I mean, realistically, like we spend a lot of money in Afghanistan. We spend yeah. a lot of money. Um, right trying to train a national army, trying to, you know, trying to prop up a corrupt government, a corrupt government, trying to instill the values of democratic freedom. Right. The ability, you know, for, you know, men and, you know, men and women, people, 20 years, right. To show them that it's like, you know, yeah, you can still be Islamic, but you can have all of these other freedoms that go with it. Right. And in the end, that you know fell apart so fucking fast that you know it was dizzying it was dizzying but we we telegraphed it like i said donald trump was in negotiations with the taliban for months and months before that he wanted on september 11th to have them up to camp david to finalize the accords you know and then when biden had to pull you know the final plug yeah it was it was rough because but they were you know, ready they, for it. We couldn't they surprise were, them. They were ready for it, and the media ate Biden alive. And it was like, look, mm-hmm. this was Trump's decision, and Biden's like, and I'm standing by it. It's the like, it was the right decision. He's like, it doesn't matter if we stayed there one more month, six more months, right? One year, five years, ten years, the result was going to be the same. But the problem is, telling them we're leaving gave them a chance to make it look like we were running. And that's the thing, like, I, no, I think that our, the way that we left was fucking stupid. Don't well, get we me wrong. Had, that's my problem. We didn't surprise them and go, poof, we were gone. We were like, hey, Taliban, we're leaving on May 30th. And I mean, so think about how the many Taliban forces Taliban just chased us there. as we ran away. Think and about then how we're many like, forces were over there, though. Like, you're not right. just going to go, poof, disappear overnight. Like, that's never that was never going to be the case no but you could you could even even if even if you didn't telegraph it you think that they don't realize that you know a base in helmand province is just suddenly unoccupied that's what i'm saying yeah if you just started doing that they would have known and you'd still lose regions you would you would have lost regions just as fast but it's easier to do something in secret than it is to tell them the plan. Not to tell really. your enemy the plan. I'm Mike Tyson. Well, I'm not going to tell you I'm about to hit you with my right hook. I'm going to fucking hit you with my left. You know? Well, here's the difference. Is, is that there were understandings that as we left, the Taliban was not to do anything to U.S. troops. Correct. So 
so the difference had been that, you know, the Taliban had every right reason to, you know, fire shots at us, fire rockets at us, do X, Y, and Z things. But by telling them we're leaving, don't fucking shoot at us. Right. You now have this possibility to save a bunch of soldiers lives that right. don't need to die needlessly because we're fucking leaving. And what, but what we saw was attacks on each other. That was Taliban taking regions back that had no, nothing to do with our withdrawal. But it made the withdrawal look bad because they were taking over areas as we were retreating, and that looked bad. And then ISIS came in and said, be... we're going to make this look bad. And they, the third party came in and fucked it up and made it look like everything was fucked up. It was going to be fucked no matter what because... Of course it was, the, yes. Because, you know, we trained the Afghan National Army like you can only who fell like, in like less than a second. Like you can't, you can't, you can't instill in somebody the will to fight if they don't have it. Like that's, that's right. just, that's just there. You know, I'm not saying that they were cowards, but I'm, what I'm saying is, is that if they, they didn't realists. want it, if they didn't want it, it was never going to stand there. Right. There's no question about that. And as and we so, were leaving, they were realists. They were like, it's the Taliban. It's not what, there's no choice here. Well, no, there was a choice, but until there was a choice until the fucking president of the country just yeah, often fucked off with himself. Right. Leaving everybody on their own. So in that case, then it was just like, fuck it. If he's not going to stick around, what's the fucking point? That's of fighting. That's what I'm saying. At some point it, it became not a choice. It was lay down your arms or die because there's no government behind right. you anymore. And, you know? There was no, there was no government backing. There was no money. There was no nothing. Like right. it was just straight done. And so at that point, like, what the fuck are you going to do? Like, it wouldn't matter. Like Biden said, he's like, you know, I may not have agreed with the way that the previous guy set it up, but it was the right, right result that needed to happen. You right. know, it wouldn't have mattered if we stayed an extra 30 days, an extra 180 days, an extra year, an extra five years, an extra 10 years. Well, the it, result we, was the same no matter what. It just we looked be, fucking bad, period. Donald Donald Trump didn't renew our lease there and told them we had to be out at a, at a set time. So, yeah, they were going to come at us. We couldn't stay there 30 more days because they would have come full force at us because that non-shooting contract only went to a certain time and a certain day. Right. After that, they had every right to fucking shoot at our troops and our troops were consolidated in leaving. So they could have targeted us easier. Well, and that would, that wouldn't have looked good for them. And they knew that. Right. But is any of that our fault? Like, should I, I'm really you sorry can, that like, people are like, starving in Afghanistan, but I don't feel like it's America's fault. Well, I mean, at this point, it's like, is it our fault because we went there in the first place? I'm sure you could, if you want to start there. Yeah, absolutely. We went there in the first place rather than doing, you know, yeah. what we've done with, you know, drones, you know, right. in a lot of it, but is it, is it going to continue to be our fault at some point? No, it's kind of like, it was kind of like when things happened with COVID yeah. in the beginning, was it our fault? No, because, you know, we were consistently lied to from, you know, the Chinese government about how, right. you know, this thing was spreading and how quickly it was spreading. But at some point, you know, your own actions are what determines whether or not you are the ones that are at fault. And so, yeah, I'm sure there's still some blame left over because of how American handled things. Sure. I will, I will accept that there probably is some, but at a, but at a certain point, it's not our problem. It's not our right. fault because we 
we tried a number of things that didn't work. And so the only situation, the only thing that we could do to address our problems in the area was just fucking leave. Like we can't, we can't get people. We can't make people be independent and productive in a place that we're not. We can't get people to, you know, work fields in places we are not. And that was never our goal to begin with. We can't get people to do certain things in places we are not that require manual labor to feed the world. Like there's just now you can't tell us to get out and then when we get out complain that we got out. That's my problem. We haven't done we haven't done anything like block funding. You know, we have their money, don't get me wrong. But if you think that that money is going to go towards setting up agricultural infrastructure, it's a fucking joke. Yeah. Right. Okay. So realistically, but it's not a political weak point for Biden or Trump. No. Okay. Like it wouldn't have mattered if it was Obama, if it was Trump, if it's Biden, if it's the next fucking person. Right. The Just end thank God we're out. Like, thank you, Biden. Thank you, Trump, for setting that up, working together, and getting that done. Yep. So Baker Mayfield, huh? Baker Mayfield. He's on Carolina. Yep. Fuck, you love Carolina, right? I do. I am a Carolina fan, but and you I know, got Justin Fields over here. Like, fuck. I'm I don't excited. know how this is gonna go. I like Baker Mayfield. He's built like a football player to me. Yeah, I like him. But you know, I was actually just having this conversation with my neighbor. It's nice. Like, it doesn't. It doesn't matter how good a football player is if he doesn't got any assets around him. He's just gonna get his ass handed to him. <laughs> Wow. Carolina has never been built with assets for some reason. They've they've had, you know, they've been a rough and tumble team their entire yeah. existence. And they the had times a tight that end. they made the times that <laughs> the times that they have made it far, like when they made it to the Super Bowl, like it was rough and tumble. You know, yeah. it wasn't because that they were this well polished machine. It was that, you know, they were just scrappy enough to make it there. And unfortunately, right. you know, uh they lost had a bunch of the, journeymen though. Right, they lost Cam the Newton and a bunch of journey. Well, and then I want to, I want to say that they made it to the Super Bowl one other time too. I think so. I was I a fan. Say there, as was long as... early, there was the early. There was there was the early two thousands, and that was like in the Jake DeLome era. Ooh, okay, that wasn't me. I'm a Peanut Tillman, Greg Olson, Ron Rivera fan. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and then and then there was that era, and you know Cam got his ass handed to him. Yeah, and now he's in New England. I don't know. He was in New England, and then he came back to to Carolina. I think he retired. Oh, okay. And then the Bears just got a new coach, and I'm so excited. Like it, this, they went back to Lovey Smith style defense. You know the four mm-hmm. three, and so I, I I just got to watch those two games actually. So I was kind of excited because I I'm not I don't know about Justin Field. I'd rather have a Baker Mayfield style quarterback than a runner, but. They're switching to the RPOs and they're making the the offense built more for him. And I'm kind of excited for the Bears for the first time having this like fast defense. You know, it'll be interesting to see what happens yeah. there. Yeah, because so. neither team wants to pay for quality talent. <laughs> and so when they when they get success, it's really from the hard work of it, their players. And I love admiring that. Well, and that's going to be what, you know, unfortunately it's like, they're going to have to find some success if they want to keep the, those players in good health, because, you know, the only reason that Tom Brady has been as successful as he's had is because he's had great assets in front of him. Right. Like if you put, if you put Tom Brady in, in Cleveland without <laughs> any of the assets that he's had, 
That dude is sitting on his ass a lot. I really think his final year should be a game on every team. Let's see how he performs. And you know, Tom, yeah, Tom Brady in playing. <laughs> well, unfortunately, with thirty-two teams, he wouldn't be able to do that because he'd have to play two games a fucking weekend. Yeah. Okay. So two seasons. His maybe 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 seasons. one season with the with the AFC yeah. and one season with the NFC. Yeah, because I'd love to see him on the Broncos. <laughs> I mean, that would be a that would be a hell of a fucking weird thing. I, I mean, I'd watch it, but. Yeah, I'd watch it too. And until then, I don't know. I I like football. I like supporting football players. So that's what I'm going to keep doing. There you go. Thanks for being here, Jeffrey. Absolutely. Love you all. Bye. To those who would tear the world down, we will defeat you. This is our moment. This is our time. To those who seek peace and security, we support you. Yes, we can. And to all those who have wondered if America's beacon still burns as bright tonight. In this lifetime, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Welcome, welcome to Public public Access America. America. Yes, we can. Sunday live streams on YouTube. I wanted to run out of that tunnel for my dad. On Twitter. Twitter. Apple Podcasts, Podcast, Stitcher, Smart, Stitcher Radio, Smart Radio, 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 Public, and Spotify. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Public Access Public America. Access history America. in the making. Making history in the making. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets 
odds if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.